Hello and welcome to the Daily Hawker Podcast. My name is Rafael. I am your host. And uh, today we'll be talking about something that uh, frankly gets mentioned a lot, but not a lot of people actually understand what it is and why it it works the way it does. Uh, now, uh, I'm talking about the stock market. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about everything. Uh, I just want to talk about one aspect. So, and that is that it basically... It collapsed uh, around March, you know, March 16th, 17th of this year. And then uh, a lot of people were out of work, are still out of work. Uh, but the stock market seems to, to have come back to previous levels. So uh, the president talks about a lot about that. He touts it as uh, something that's a sign of progress and a sign of something good to come. And um, is it? Let's uh, Let's talk about that now. Uh, the current unemployment figures stand as is. <clears throat> there are about 20 million people uh, currently out of work that were working back in March. So we have 20 million people out of work. That's a sig- very significant number. Now, a lot of those, a lot of those uh, jobs are simply not coming back. Those job losses have become permanent because uh, companies and small businesses in particular uh, have closed. There's been a ton of closures. Look around. Drive around. Don't let someone just tell you that things are coming back. Take a drive around your neighborhood. Go to the commercial districts. See if these places are still open. Uh, I'm seeing a ton of for lease, for rent signs on in commercial properties. Uh, and there used to be businesses there not too long ago. There's places that were that have a lot of uh, foot traffic. A lot of They're very busy, but businesses have still closed. Maybe they we couldn't reopen on time behind the rent. Who knows? But one wonders, what is it about the stock market that has made it uh, come back in such a big way? If people, the general public, is not, uh, is not back to where they were before COVID. So let's, uh, let's explore that a little bit. So number one is, uh, what companies have made a comeback? What companies are thriving in, in this environment, in this economic environment, and uh, the simple answer is tech companies. They're um, they call them labor light companies, so companies that do not use a lot of human labor, and that's one of the reasons that uh, Bloomberg put out an article calling this the the bear market for humans. Meaning, you know, the market has figured out a way to take humans out of the equation and still uh, return profits for investors, and that is through uh, labor light companies. Uh, I think it's a flawed uh, way of seeing things. It's definitely not something that's permanent. You cannot. We have a consumer economy, so it relies on people working, making money, and then using most of that money th- throughout the month to buy to buy stuff. You know, most people save a portion of their of their income, but it is our economy depends on people buying stuff. We're not a manufacturing economy. We like to buy stuff, and thus, our economy is set up as that. As a matter of fact, if you really want to think about it, most people in the United States started their their career uh, in the workforce uh, in some type of retail environment. Not everyone, but most people started at working some retail, close store, a big 
no supermarket whatever it is but most people started in in a place like that if you travel to countries where they do not have a, a uh, consumer economy you might go to a town and they have you know they have a, a, a supermarket and maybe a clothing store and a few things you have to go far away to be able to get products and things that you need um we have everything uh pretty much you know within reach you can just walk drive around and, and find everything you need that is what makes 20 people out of work with very low income uh it, it's what makes it dangerous because now we're look we're looking at uh, a domino effect so consumer consumer um spending is down 37 percent from where from where it was in june and july so that means that less money is being uh, is being moved around from place to place people are not buying as much as many things and that starts affecting even people who are working if you work at a store and and this is something that if you haven't seen it go to go to the market and remember how it was a couple of weeks ago maybe a month ago there was sometimes there was a line out the door because of the number of people that can be in there there was a lot more people uh now go to the store now there's barely anyone in there people are uh being a little bit tighter with their money they're certainly bracing for for what's to come because uh the fact of the matter about the time we're living now is uh it, it is uncertain we don't know what's going to happen we have a good idea and certainly if we do not fix this uh you know if we don't pump money into the economy and enable people to to spend and to to buy at the very least their necessities uh we're gonna be looking at at some trouble now the companies that are that are thriving now one may think well they're they've they made it you know they have figured out figured out that they don't need as many people and that the ones that they do need could probably work from home or they could be overseas it depends and thus they have been able to thrive even though um even through this you know economic shutdown that we experience and that is partially true however when you think of companies like google like facebook instagram uh, a big part of their rev revenue a big chunk of the money that they're getting is through advertisement they're advertising things to people who are on these networks all day now they can continue making money even though people are not spending because they don't sell the actual merchandise they sell advertisement and advertisement budgets are based on projections and based on uh, on revenues and percentage of the money they've made uh, based on that there these companies are still spending money on on advertisement even though consumer uh, spending is down now is that going to be the case next month and the month after if that doesn't happen if you're not getting a return on your investment Uh, as you're spending money uh, on, on advertisement on these companies, on these tech companies, to to put you in front of uh, in front of people to see your stuff, well, you're gonna stop. You're gonna say, you know what, uh, you know, whatever you sell, t-shirts, cars, whatever, you're gonna say, you know what, that is not working anymore. People aren't buying like they used to. They, there's just not enough money there, so you're gonna cut down on on your on your marketing budget going to cut down on whether or not you're going to decide to use your money elsewhere instead of just handing it over to a tech company to try and, and buy uh, 
a, a client, a customer to come in through the door. So we're going to start seeing that in next month, in the, in the upcoming months. As people start running out of money, consumer spending is going to go uh, further down. And then even people who are working are going to start seeing the the repercussions of, of this. If you work at a store and there's half or a quarter of the people that were working that were that were walking in through the door every day and thus sales are down uh what do you think is going to happen there's going to be layoffs so that means more people out of work there are people who work in uh industries that are not necessarily uh, essential one would say if you work at a, at, a, at a supermarket if you sell groceries chances are you're going to stay in business because people would need that if you work in any type of industry that is not considered, you know, a necessity, especially when people's income is dropping significantly, then that's going to be a problem. And that's when we're going to where we're going to start seeing uh, shutdowns of small businesses. People are also going to start looking for deals. They're not going to be as uh, generous with their money. And, you know, if you're looking for for a product that you can find at a local small business at a premium, or you can just buy it on Amazon for for lesser money and nothing against small businesses but if you if money's tight money's tight you rather just you know click on it and say all right uh, save a few dollars so we're going to start seeing small businesses in particular be closed down and once small business is closed down you know what are the chances that it's that it's going to reopen that this person's going to be able to you know put together the capital to reopen something else and reinvent themselves uh, as a new business owner or even reopen the same business and if you think about it why would you reopen the same business that went down that so it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult i think we're gonna see just a, a huge expansion of some of these giant businesses uh, such as amazon walmart target you know everyone who's big is gonna be uh, they're in a position to now become the only player in town uh, because they are able to provide you know these products at, at a price that people frankly need so yeah uh, I think that also when it comes to the stock market I think when we saw a, a big sell-off right as things starting to get bad of course uh, the sell-offs they don't happen with uh, poor people if you are if you have your 401k in the stock market if you just have somebody manage it, you did not take your money out when the economy collapsed. Chances are you left it there. And chances are now it's doing a little bit better. Here's what happened. People who actually make a lot more money than you, uh, they, were, they were able to sell off. As prices were dropping, they sold off, which contributed to your 401k going, even, going further down a lot faster than you thought it was possible. Then... Once these prices are low, then they go ahead and buy up, buy up stocks again. It's called speculating. They're expecting it to go up, and they create demand for these stocks to go up because they're buying them by the thousands. They're buying a lot of money, which create once you create that demand, then prices start going up. Then you see your 401k up, and you're like, all right, great. Things are great. But now, as soon as they sense that anything's going to happen, that something's going wrong, that maybe, you know, they look at everything. Consumer spending's down. And if you have your 401k there and it's doing great, 
you're not going to pull pull it out. You're thinking, you know what? I'm going to stick to it. Uh, I'm going to I believe that it's going to keep going. It's not. It's not going to go up. People are getting ready to sell. People are getting ready for for the second dip of the stock market. Now, they profited already once from selling off high, buying low when the economy collapsed. And now they're about to sell off again at an all time high. And you're about to take a dip. You know, you're just you're on it for the ride. They're outside. They're the guy at Six Flags with the short that tells you to put on your seatbelt and makes a bad joke before pressing the button that actually sends the roller coaster going. You're on the roller coaster. You're just, you know, he has control over what happens. You're just on it for the ride. You're strapped in. Nothing. There's nothing you can do. And people who, you know, they they scare people into taking this money out because they know that they need your capital there in order for this whole thing to work. They need somebody to take the hit. And uh, you're the one who takes a hit, and you're the one who's left out of, of getting any profits. So that's uh, that's my opinion on what's going on. Now, it's not just my opinion. I'm not basing it on just... I'm not guessing. Uh, I'm basing it on things that I've read. Uh, top economists uh, around the country, they are truly concerned about this, the fact that it is very likely that if nothing gets done, uh, there will be another another dip in the recession, and it's gonna make the comeback even harder. Now, obviously, it affects everyone. Uh, even if things are going well, you know, if your house takes a you know takes a dip, if your house value takes a dip, and you end up underwater, or something crazy happens, uh, you you don't want to be you don't want to be a part of this. So definitely, we should all be concerned about what's going on, about the fact that there's you know very little help for people that are struggling. Uh, I'm looking at places nearby apartments that are just suddenly, you know, two, three apartments and there are empty and they have this for sign all over the place. Okay, one last thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, regarding a story that I read. Uh, it was about the election and about Joe Biden raising uh, $300 million in August uh, alone. That is a lot of money. However you want to put it. Just one month, $300 million, that's a lot of money. And that's that's not it. You know, he's been raising money for a while, obviously. Uh, and he will continue to raise money until until the election happens. And then it never stops. You'll continue. I get text messages from both parties because uh, I've been, I registered as a Republican when I was in college. And so they still send me stuff. I get emails and things. And uh, they never stop asking for money never so and i wanted to talk about that why that where that where's that money going first of all where's most of that money going uh, it's going to ad buys it's going right back to the media so they have to go in and buy ad time uh, all over the country not all over the country but in places where where they think it may have an effect a positive effect and where they may need uh, a little bit of a push to to win so and this is where most of the the money's going i mean right now there's another story also going on about the the trump campaign not really having any ad buys for in the next couple of weeks they don't really have a lot of things on the air if any and uh, they even though they said they're going to start airing things on next week it looks like they don't have anything lined up until september the 8th which um <clears throat> which is weird uh, uh it may have to do with messaging
the main thing that I that I wanted to talk about here is the money part. You know why that's important. Now, obviously, uh, being able to raise hundreds of millions of dollars takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. So they are using part of that money to employ people, to fundraise, and to do all these things. So part of the money is going to paying people to raise more money. And then the rest of the money is going to uh, ad buys. Now, we could solve this very easily. Number one is uh, we don't need them to be buying ad time and just telling us lies. You know, if you've ever seen a political ad, it's never an honest truth. There's always a spin. There's always some hidden message. It's always paid for by uh, something corrupt. So, and so much money, it only opens its door, the doors of the campaign to corruption, to people moving money around, to favors being done. When you have that much money, corruption is inevitable. Okay, one last thing that I wanted to talk about before uh, I end today's podcast is uh, this is group that basically is predicting that it is likely that President Trump will appear to have won uh, potentially in a landslide on election night, even if he ultimately loses when all the votes are counted. Now, why this matters? Uh, first of all, it looks like uh, a lot more Democrats are going to be voting by mail. And a lot more uh, Trump supporters will be going to the polls for obvious reasons. The president has made it clear that he thinks that people should go. He doesn't want people voting by, by mail. Uh, plus, there's a lot of rumors out there that there's going to be fraud and, uh, and that if they are uh, Republicans, uh, their votes might not be counted. Whatever the case may be, they are going to make sure that their votes are counted so they will do it in person. Now, the votes by mail, they will be counted, I guess, uh, remotely and we won't have the final results until the uh, until they're done. So a few days, weeks, I don't know how long it's going to take. It's not going to be on November 3rd. I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, ultimately, it is important for everything to be counted. I would like to find out on November 3rd, and I think so will everyone. This only adds to the uncertainty that we're living, the uncertainty that a lot of people are feeling about the election. It's going to fuel even more rumors about uh, the legitimacy of the results. And ultimately, I mean, it may lead, it's going to lead to problems on the street. You already know that. We already know that. I mean, now it seems like it's just an everyday thing. And uh, that, along, along with the uncertainty of, of who won, uh, some people are, are going to declare victory immediately uh, uh, the night of. And then uh, might just, you know, cry fraud. Uh, a few days later when the actual results come in. Uh, let's hope let's hope that doesn't happen. I think it would be a worst-case scenario. I, th I think that could be the worst-case scenario. Uh, regardless of who's elected, the worst thing that can happen is for someone to declare themselves the victor on election night and then for that result to be overturned uh, a few days later. So I think both of them should should not you know just keep quiet and wait until everything's counted before they come out and and, and claim victory but that's not going to happen that that's not going to happen we already know that 
the only thing that we could do is re remain calm, wait until everything's counted, wait up for official results, or go crazy and celebrate and post things and and then just look like a fool <laughs> a couple of days later. Uh, but yeah, I I mean the best. I think that's the best case scenario is that people just you know go online and claim victory one way or the other, and uh, and then a few days later you know things are things change and then and that's it that's where it ends. Worst case scenario obviously violence on the street, people refusing to go home, people refusing to accept uh, the results, and, uh, and yeah, just continuing chaos, continue a continuation of what's going on right now that would be the worst case scenario and it looks like uh that might be the case i mean people are very fired up about everything everyone's offended by everything everyone's taking to the streets and thinking that they can riot for any reason i mean it's uh we're living in in difficult times hopefully things will get better and hopefully people will come to their senses because this is not the way to do Finally, I want to thank uh, anyone who stuck around and listened to the whole thing. Thank you so much. If um, I guess if you listened to only part of it, you're not gonna, you didn't get this far. You didn't get to the thank yous. But uh, if you listened to part of my the other episodes and you got this far on this one, thank you very much. Uh, I'm gonna try and get uh, a guest on this uh, on the podcast soon. Um, looking, gonna look for someone interesting, uh, not just one of my friends uh, off of Instagram. So. We'll find someone who has something to say and an interesting opinion. Uh, thanks again for listening. Remember, be nice to each other and have a great day. Bye-bye.